Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Random Trek. I am your union man, Captain Christopher Ingle, joined as always by my right-hand man, a man who would never cross the picket line, Brennan, the mystical Mar. Brennan, how are you doing? No taxation without representation. Absolutely. 100%. Oh, that's, that's not necessarily applicable to this one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, today we are taking a look at D uh, Deep Space Nine, Season 4, Episode 16, Bar Association. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the one where we learn that O'Brien is indeed a union man. Mm -hmm. It's a running joke in a couple of other series. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of of uh, of Rom. I've mm -hmm. always been a Rom fan. And I love core grand niggas room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and this to me though, is such an indicative again, the same way some episodes that we've talked about with uh Klingon culture, mm -hmm. this is a little bit of a taste of Ferengi culture. In a way we get to learn a little more about what values Ferengi, the Ferengi traditionally have, but also how Rom is, not your traditional Ferengi. Mm. Uh, and and I, re I really enjoyed this. What, what did you think walking into this one? Well, I never said, I had never watched the entire episode. Mm -hmm. But I was aware of it. And I was aware that Rum would um, lead a union, leave the, you know, leave his brother's employment. Mm -hmm. Um, we see some of the seeds of of Ron and Lita's relationship begin here. We get some backstory on the O'Brien family, uh, and uh, we consider sadly if we think unions are treated badly now with the recent sex strike, mm -hmm. that's nothing good there that we used to treat unions. That's true. And this is a really good compressed example of what uh, what labor laws were like in this country alone. Uh, definitely in the early early 20th century, I think of the auto workers. Mm -hmm. I think of the ag workers. I, you the know, a lot miners. of. Yeah, I think of a lot of these hardworking uh, uh, blue collar individuals coming together for their rights. The Disney uh, animator strike of the forties. Yeah, uh, you know, and we see that today, and I, I, I really love this episode for that. This definitely is a very good history tool. Uh, I would mm -hmm. use this in a history class, but let's let's get right down to what happened in this episode. Uh, so we open up. Rom is not feeling well. He's got an ear infection uh, that is getting worse and worse and worse. He finally, uh, just because it's a little bit slow, he waited till the end of the day. Uh, it, it's slow right now because the um, the Bajorans are having a fasting ritual for a month, mm -hmm. a season of fasting. And so things are a little light uh, at Quarks. So he's getting frustrated. Uh, when Rom goes to the infirmary, Dr. Bashir says that, uh, you know, you should have taken a little sick leave and walked away. And Rom says, hey, we don't have sick leave. That's part of my contract. Uh, and Bashir says, well, that's not right. You guys should have rights. You should form a union. 
And Rom's like, uh, ah, it's like putting a little seed in his ear. But we find also, out that that's a bad word to the Ferengi. I was gonna say, yes, it is. Uh, uh, unions are illegal under Ferengi law. So Rom returns to work, uh, and Quark tells everybody that he has to cut everyone's salary or fire half the staff. Angered at this, Rom kind of secretly calls everyone together. And they agree to form a union. And inspired by the stories that Chief O'Brien is telling Rom of uh, his ancestor, Sean O'Brien, who uh, was a part of the Pennsylvania strikes in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Um, Rom makes up a list of demands, things like increased pay, shorter hours, sick leave, uh, things we take advantage for today in a lot of businesses, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cork laughs at him. Says no, and Rom says, "All right, we're going on strike." And so the people go on strike. Uh, and Rom starts paying people to not go into quirks. Not the best way to do it, uh, but the bar does practically become deserted. Uh, there is a, a B plot of Worf throughout this episode. Worf is trying to find uh, uh, some comfortable space to live on Deep Space Nine. Uh, and he does find himself going into Quark's bar because it's quiet. Uh, but O'Brien and Bashir follow him in. And afterwards, we find out that there might have been a little bit of a brawl over this. Uh, and because they got arrested and put in the brig. Uh, Cisco comes in and says, uh, says first of all, boys, uh, I'll let you out in the morning. It <laughs> makes him stay. But then he goes to Quark and says, hey, you need to work through this. If you don't, there's going to be problems. And Quark's like, well, we can't do that. And uh, Cisco reminds him, who holds the lease on your bar? And Quark quickly realizes, oh, yeah, the Federation hasn't charged me rent or maintenance or anything. So he says, I'll work it out. Um. Quark offers Rom a bribe at first, but Rom actually quotes Marx uh, and he refuses. Um, but then defeated, uh, uh, we see Quark head back to his quarters and we find Jeffrey Combs, liquidator Brunt, working for the Ferengi Commerce Authority, promising that he's going to help Quark put an end to this strike. <laughs> uh, Brunt crashes a meeting with a bunch of Nausicans and threatens all the workers at they will not only take them down but will monetarily ruin them on Ferenginar if they don't stop uh, however uh, Rom rallies his troops again and they rededicate themselves to the strike Cork goes back to Rom and says please please give this up um, worried what they're going to do to Rom, but Rom holds firm. Uh, at the bar, Brunt and his thugs basically decide, well, you know what? We got to get to Rom some way, and we need to beat someone up before this. They need to know. And Quark's like, not Rom. He's like, no, 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 not Rom. We, we don't want a martyr. Lita, yeah, that's good. But I think we have someone better. And we find that Quark was severely beaten by the Nausicans to make a point to Rom. Quark, uh, uh, Rom comes to Quark in the infirmary and Quark says, look, you give me enough time, I will give you your demands. 
let's just get the FCA out. Um, as long as Rom disbands the union and pretends Quark won. And Rom agrees. Uh, everyone returns to their jobs, newer salaries. Uh, Rom makes amends with Quark, but quits his job. Uh, and he joins, this is his first, first moment we see this. He joins the Bajorans uh, and uh, O'Brien as a, a repair technician, a junior repair technician. And he does, he feels he does better outside of Quark's authority, but he promises to return to his brother regularly as a paying customer. And that is the end of that episode. Mm -hmm. Positives. This is a pretty good episode. Mm -hmm. I'd say it doesn't blow me away. But mm -hmm. getting to see a Ron centric episode, it's always a delight because, um, Max Gradenchik is great actor. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that he and um, Chase Matthewson got to return mm -hmm. in Lower Decks. Um, yeah. Then as Grand Negus Ron. And the go figure that Ron would end up becoming Grand Negus and they were in the Alliance. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And I didn't find out until later that um the the Ferengi Grimp, uh, who is initially part of the union and then backs out, mm -hmm. surprisingly, and I didn't hear it, and I know this voice really well, was Jason Marsden, who is the voice oh. of Goofy in the Disney universe. Or not Goofy, uh Max. Uh he's wow. the voice of Max in the and Marsden has been in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Marsden's voice as well as himself. Uh, he's done an awful lot of things. Yeah, uh, but again, surprised me. Mm -hmm. Didn't expect that. That was cool yeah. too, and he he was great as a Ferengi. Yes. Uh, but one of the things I like here is our understanding again of, of what is uh, it reinforces Ferengi culture, in that Ferengi culture is about one thing and one thing only, and it's profit. It's profit. End of story. And we get to see this idea of labor rights through the lens of the Ferengi. And I love yeah. that aspect of this. And the Ferengi in many ways represent the um, kind of America at its at its worst, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, he uh, Getting to see Ron succeed is always a joy. Mm -hmm. Because Ron, even though his brother treats him like he's stupid and can't figure anything out himself, Ron is much smarter than Court gets in credit for. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we also get to see, that even though they're at odds with each other, getting to see that Court does care about Ron. Mm -hmm. As much as he might pretend like he doesn't. Yeah, this this definitely to me both showed the love of 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 uh of Quark, but as well as how nasty he can be. Yeah, and how rigid he is to tradition. Yeah. And well, even though compared to someone like Brent, Quark is actually progressive compared to Brent. Mm -hmm. Brent, of course, played by the great Jeffrey Combs. 
Yes. We absolutely love. <laughs> yeah, so there there is a lot of good stuff here. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few things that don't work, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Um I, I guess it bears mentioning uh the stuff with Worf is is okay. But it really is interesting with Worf how he's such a solitary guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you think about it on the Enterprise, we didn't see him do a lot of socializing. He was always work heavy. Yeah, you know when we think of a a a, a fistful of datas, mm -hmm. how much he resisted going to the holodeck with his son, you know, or how <laughs> miserable he looked. Uh, when Troy, him, and oh, yeah. and Alexander were in the the mud bath, in the mud bath but she yeah. hated it. You despise it. This is a guy who is not into a lot of hub, uh, hub hullabaloo. He's not. Poker he likes. Poker he likes, but you know, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but but even then, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the side story worth doesn't work for me. It's okay. It feels kind of pointless. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to break it up somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, they needed to break it up. That's kind of what I was thinking in here. Yeah, it's okay for me. I, I mean, I get it with Worf, but it's it's definitely not the the major point here. That's not mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. Yeah, this agree. is definitely the Quark and Rom story. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it is very much so. But I, I do think more of the more of um, Rita too is great. More yeah. Of Rita. I also love the reference of connecting it to history to the yes. 1900 uh, coal miner strikes in Pennsylvania. Yeah, the 902, because it really happened. It was a real strike. Some of the details are slightly off with O'Brien, yeah. uh, but we'll we'll patch that to Irish embellishments. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, another but... interesting thing to me is that we now confirm that, yes, he's Irish, but he's Irish-American. Yeah, His he's family American in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very cool. And uh, and like I said, it's a real strike that really happened. Mm -hmm. uh, in nineteen oh two. Yes. Um. So yeah, that was that was nice. And again, the the condensed allegories here of how um these strikes in real life have happened. Uh, I think they do a very good job of demonstrating that with the short amount of time we have. Again, it's more complicated, more violent, and more, you know, especially in those early 20th century, which I think is where they're how, heading with us. How far they're the anti-union people so willing to go to stop strikes. Bribery, threats, violence, yeah. Yeah, even murder. It, it's happened. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, none of that happened with the SAG strike. No, you know, strikes nowadays are so much more civil than they were yeah. at this point. Just Back as then, just as said, like no rights. Just as damning. I mean, when you have a strike today, it affects things. Mm -hmm. It affects things. Uh, you know, and there's certainly no one dies this time around. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and there are certain industries you would hate to see uh, you know, go on strike. I think of a few of them more than just the actors and writer strikes we had. Uh, I think of really essential uh, uh, businesses, things like uh, um, uh, the truckers and train, uh, you know, trains and hospitals, the hospitals, over here. 
nurses. The, the Kaiser across the street, they're always on strike. Teachers, teachers, you teachers, know, yeah. You know, such essential places. A police officers, they have a union too. Mm-hmm. Uh, firefighters, all of this, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to be mistreated, and I don't blame them. I don't at mm-hmm. all. So, uh, what were some of the things you didn't like about this episode? I think I covered a war story. I don't. I don't particularly like that. Yeah, that's really the major thing to me. I, I think it was only there as a way to break it up a little bit. That was yeah. it. They needed something. Uh, otherwise, I can't really think of anything that doesn't work in this episode. Yeah, yeah, no, th- th- this is a fine, perfectly fine episode directed by LeVar Burton. Uh, so there is kind of an emotional touch in here that I like. Mm-hmm. There's a certain sparkle to it that I really enjoy. This this is definitely a lot of fun. Uh, in more of like a historical, again, 45 minutes. You only get this in 45 minutes. Uh, but I like this. This this goes on my list of ones you would use at a school. I think you could show, if you want to show what a union and a union strike or the formation of a union could be. This isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this a lot. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, and now, it, this is also another one that doesn't play. You could watch this by itself, and it's perfectly fine. But the idea that by the end, Rom joins uh, um, the crew, you know, for engineers. Uh, is interesting, but very important. Because when we think ahead to uh, the impending war with the Dominion, Mm because this is only season four, things really haven't started to rev up yet. Oh, yeah. Um, When we think about when they they mined the the wormhole, that was Rom's idea. And Rom got to that position because this moment. Mm -hmm. So that's nice and uh, important. the building of the relationship between Lita and Rom uh, is there. She kissed me. That was cute. That was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I love when uh, a little thing, Worf was talking to Odo, and Odo uh, references back to times that uh, security was a little lax on the Enterprise, and it kind of made Worf mad. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look, I know these are the exceptions to the rule, but my point is things happen even on the flagship of the Federation. So this is a ragtag, you know, place at the end, and it's an open port. Things are going to happen. Um, but it was nice referencing back uh, Odo, you know, kind of countering with him. I really enjoyed that. I, and even a little thing, um, Worf's, uh, Worf's tooth sharpener sold to him, I believe, I think it was sold to him by Nog. Mm. Was a little thing, it's just a little thing, but I, I thought it was funny because it reminded me like you took my toothbrush kind of thing. Uh, that was that was a little funny too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, it's a very self-contained episode. It is yes, absolutely. Oh, all right. Final thoughts on this one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's. It's uh, not amazing, but good and decent. Yeah, I would yeah. keep it. I, I mean, it's it's one I definitely think you watch. Uh, and again, it's it's harmless. Uh, and I think it's a pretty good 
contained episode. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. Awesome. I agree. All right. Short, sweet, and to the point. I like it. Next week. Next week, uh, we go to Voyager, I believe. Are we oh, Voyager? Yes. Let's see what the randomizer gives us. All righty. Randomizer, give it and take it away. Oh, okay. One of my favorite ones. I watch this one every so often. Season five, episode 12, The Bride of Chaotica. Oh, I love this episode. Yes. This is on the weird side for Star Trek, and I like it when it's silly. I like mm-hmm. this. This will be fun. Bride of Chaotica. Good holodeck episode. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. So next week we will take a look at that. Uh, end of this month, uh, or our movie for this month too. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at Gremlins. Mm-hmm. That'll be our movie night this month. Uh, we wanted something a little sci-fi horror, uh, Star Trek adjacent. Uh, and there's a lot of love uh, in the sci-fi universe for, for Gremlins. The holiday, for the holiday. Yeah, we wanted to do it for the holidays. So, and yep. we will have our good friend Eric joining us. Eric. Uh, is our self-proclaimed gremlins expert. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have him on. Talking with us. Dirty Uncle Eric joins Dirty us for gremlins. We call him Dirty Uncle Eric. He's uh, He reminds us uh, of uh, of the uncle in um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep, yep, yep. Uncle Eddie. Or uncle Eddie, Eddie yes. <laughs> yep, all right. All right. Well, Brennan, where can the people find you? Find me on X at Brennan Mystical. You can find me on Instagram and Threads at Brennan Blue. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Facebook and Blue Sky at Brennan Moore. You can find this podcast under the umbrella Page Turners They Were Not on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at C Ingle1984. Well, as always, we end every episode and live long and prosper. Peace and long life.